So I guess if you don't get started on season two after season one, then you never have a season two, right? Okay, so let's get started on season two, shall we? Hi everybody, I'm Tim. Welcome back. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on the Tim Adkins Does Digital Podcast uh, Season 2. Yeah, getting this started. Who am I, right? Uh, Well, I am. Here's the old elevator pitch. Uh, I am a digital media specialist, graphic designer, blogger, and brand strategist who has helped brands around the world to find their voice through creativity and communication. That's the pitch. Welcome back. This is Season 2. We're going to get it started You know, we haven't done this in a year. It has been a year since I've done a podcast episode. And you know, it's a good thing that nothing's really changed in this past year, right? (laughs) Everything's different. Everything is different. Oh my goodness, nobody. I I mean, was anybody prepared for all this craziness? Anyone? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't have to go into it. I'm not gonna tell you all the things that have changed and all the things that people are struggling with. It's a crazy world, and if unless you've been living under a rock, and truthfully, that might not be such a bad idea this year, um, but unless you've been living under a rock, yeah, uh, everything's different. Everything's changed, and um, you know we're trying to ab- adapt the best we can. It is the middle of 2020, and um, here we go. Uh, shout outs, first of all. Um, I wanted to tell these people I actually did promise them that the next time I make a podcast, by golly, or a podcast episode, I'm going to give you guys a shout out because I appreciate you so much. So these are not sponsorships. These people do not sponsor me, but I'm going to give them a little bit of a appreciation. First off, um, Elementor. Uh, if you if you do WordPress uh, websites, you may have heard of Elementor. I use it all the time. It's simply the best, easiest, most awesome way to make a WordPress website or landing page. You don't need any coding. Uh, No coding is necessary. It's pretty much drag and drop. It's always updated. These guys are so good at updating. Uh, It's what I use, like I said, to make landing pages. I make it websites with it. Um, It's easy. It's fun to use. And yeah, I'm giving away my secrets. I'm telling everybody this is how I do my website and people's websites and all of that, since that's what I do. But hey, even if I'm giving my secrets away, so what? I vouch for them big time. They are awesome. Now, if you make websites, if you make landing pages through WordPress, give them a look. The basic version of this is free, and they also have a pro version, which is what I use. It's amazing. Uh, check it out. If you do WordPress uh, websites, check it out. It's at elementor.com. The fact that I won an iPad from them last year (laughs) does not hurt. That was amazing. I don't hardly ever win anything in my life. Uh, So, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to win one and I said, you guys are great. Uh, I'm gonna give you a shout out next time I do this thing. And so there it was. Also, uh, shout out quickly to Kapwing. Uh, And now I've been using this. Actually, I've discussed even last year, I was talking about uh, this awesome online app that I used, but I was calling it in my own little Appalachian twang, as it were. I was calling it Cap Wing. 
It's not cap wing, it's kapwing, apparently. So I was pronouncing it completely wrong. And um, the reason I was talking about kapwing is because I would use them for captioning. Uh, so when I was doing these on the YouTube videos, whenever I was uh, transforming them to uh, YouTube and I was doing the captioning for the entire show, what <laughs> that was crazy, but I did it for a few times. Um, I used Kapwing. Uh, it does so much more than just captioning, though. Now, basically, uh, what Kapwing is, it's an online app for video editing. It does so much. It does, um, let's see, it does GIFs. It does video captioning. Yes, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, that's not pronounced GIF. GIF is peanut butter. That's pronounced GIF. Actually, you know, I, I'm telling you, you know, when you, when you invent something, you get to name it. And the guy that invented it says it's Jeff. So, you know, whatever. I mean, if you, if you want to make GIFs, make GIFs with it too. GIF, GIF, whatever. Um, video captioning, editing, it creates slideshows, just an incredible amount of things that you can do with it. It is free, and I'll add a link in the show notes on timadkins.com because they are coming out with some pro features as well. I am a brand ambassador for them. I am. I do have an affiliate link. That's because it's awesome. And I was talking about it on Twitter and telling people about what an awesome uh, app it was because somebody was looking for a simple app that they could use for video editing. And uh, I suggested it, and I tagged Kipwing in the in the comment. And they were like, "Hey, Tim, thanks. How would you like to be an ambassador?" And I'd say, "Sure. You know, it's awesome." Uh, so anyway, they reached out to me. Long story short, go check it out. It is at kapwing.com. I will spell that for you. <laughs> K-A-P-W-I-N-G.com. Check that out. I think you're going to like it. If you do video editing or, or a little like uh, video memes and stuff, man, you're going to, I think you're going to really like that. So anyway, give it a look. What have I been doing for the last year? <laughs> Well, what is and, and what has this podcast been doing for the last year? Well, it's you know behind the scenes and and, and as far as doing production and stuff, uh, nothing really. As far as producing goes, but 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 it has not been quiet on the Digital Podcast Express. Right? Let's talk about networks. So since I've been gone and since I've not done this, and then um, I'm picking it back up again. I've been picked up by so many networks and podcast directories. Uh, the big ones, um, much appreciated to uh, Pandora and Deezer and a lot of the major ones. I'm on practically all of the major podcast networks now. Uh, we are up to 40. That's right, 40 different networks and podcast directories all over the internet. Uh, amazing, 40 different ones. So you can pretty much find Tim Adkins Does Digital pretty much anywhere. Um, there's maybe two or three directories and networks that I'm kind of holding out for right now. You know, when you've got 40 of them, that's pretty good. And you're practically just about everywhere that anybody would want to look for you. So 40 networks all over the world. Thanks for supporting this podcast. That's amazing. So what have I been doing, though? I mean, uh, Tim Adkins, what have you been doing? Well, I've been working on ClickBeetle Digital Marketing. been working on the uh, website for that. That is my solopreneur project. It's, it's not a side hustle now. This is my full-time hustle. I do web, websites and landing pages and social media management and branding and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades. 
Not exactly sure whether that's the right strategy or not, but that's what I've been doing so far. I'm getting work. I'm getting a lot of work and doing a lot of work for uh, higher ed, which is uh, kind of my background, I, stuff that I like to do. Uh, man, I, I love doing it. Um, I wish I could be, you know, doing a little bit more work. Uh, it's not as much as I would like, but it's steady and it's good. And during this coronavirus, it's not been that bad of a deal. You know, if you are fortunate enough to be able to work from home, then that's what I've been doing. I'm kind of used to isolation. I'm kind of an introvert sometimes, which is good. That's surprising for a lot of you. People are like, yeah, Tim, Mr. Introvert, Mr. Go to karaoke night and wrap a tie around your head and go parties on, right? Yeah, I have introvert stages sometimes. Uh, the blog at timadkins.com coming around slowly. But surely, I continue to learn a lot of things, uh, learn all I can from as many people as I can. You know, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of uh, listening to podcasts myself. So, you know, doing a lot of uh, research, a lot of podcasts I've been listening to, uh, YouTube videos, that sort of thing, and trying to stay as busy as I can, right? What is season two going to be about, man? What are you going to do in season two, Tim? Well, what I'm going to do about season two, what is this thing going to be moving forward? What are the big things going on for season two? Well, you know, whenever I started this uh, podcast, I said it was going to be about digital media and casual conversation. You can see it right there in the description. And I think I want to have more conversations with people. I haven't had very many interviews. I only did one last year. It was with Dustin Mankin. It was a great interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. I think he enjoyed being on it. He will be back this year, uh, but I'm going to do more conversations with people that I know because there are people that I know, people that I don't know a whole lot, but people that I know are really interesting. They're just interesting people, and they may be involved with digital media and social media. They may not. There's a lot of, I think that just about everybody that I would talk to um, has some kind of digital or social media presence. And I think that it would be an interesting topic to see how they use it. I have so many people lined up that I want to talk to. I want to talk to some of my friends. I want to talk to some of the people that deserve some recognition because of the things they do. Uh, I want to talk to some of my heroes and some of my mentors, some of the people in the industry that I look up to, even in my advanced age, you know, I do look up to people, even people younger than me, because everybody is younger than me. Um, but in any case, I'd like to interview some of them, too. I want to kind of have a conversation with those people. And I've made a list. I'm not going to tell you who's on that list, but I may be contacting you <laughs> saying, please be on my podcast. Right now, as far as uh, scheduling goes, yeah, I'm going to be on a decent schedule here. I'm looking at bi-weekly. And there's, like I said, there's going to be some interviews. Sometimes there's just going to be me rambling on as I'm doing right now. Um, whether you like it or not, I'm going to try to do this bi-weekly. Who knows what's going to be on it? It may be about digital media. And then again, it may be casual conversations. I'll try to tie things into things and we'll see how it goes. It might be a more generalized podcast than it has been over the past 13 episodes. And sometimes social media just wears me out. Does it you? I mean, what? 
What has each platform really become? Have, have they changed this year? Uh, how has my use of them changed? Um, you know, sometimes I, I just think, is social media still worth it? There's so much animosity. There's so much bickering. There's so much just stupidity and, and, and just, I don't know. There was a tweet that I retweeted not too long ago. And the tweet was short, and all it said was, I no longer have fun on the internet. And I think that social media, sometimes it can just wear you out because everybody wants to argue, everybody wants to be right, it, everybody you know, wants to beat each other over the head with stuff. It's not really a whole lot of fun anymore. What do you think? Do you think social media is still worth it? Do, is social media in crisis, do you think? So I'm going to talk about like the state of social media right now, as far as I see it in 2020, 2020 has been a real crappy year so far. I mean, I think that's an understatement, right? Um, but I'm going to kind of talk about whether it's still worth it, you know, or whether people should just say, you know, this isn't worth it anymore. Believe me, there's a lot of people doing that right now. So my friend, Roberto Blake, who um, you've probably heard of if you do digital or social media at all, he had a thread on Twitter that I asked him if I could quote because it was really an interesting insight and it has to do with with social media and and all of this. I'm going to quote him here. I'm going to, I'm going to actually read it verbatim, word for word. And he says, when I was growing up, the kind of things people say to each other on the internet resulted in knockdown, drag out fights, like the, the kind that turn into multi-person brawls. And I wouldn't even say I grew up in bad neighborhoods, just small towns in the South. He continues, when we say it's just words, I think we forget that all of civilization and the rules of society come down to just words, just ideas, and even mean the difference between life and death or freedom and exile. Critical thinking has all but been abandoned. He continues here, uh, I may be cynical, uh, but I think critical thinking was killed on an altar and sacrificed to the gods of clout, cheap dopamine, and short attention spans. It may be time to kill the new gods and resurrect common sense and common decency from their restless graves to save us all. I don't think I could have put that better. I think especially when he's talking about you know, the gods of clout and cheap dopamine and short attention spans, this is what social media has turned a lot of us into. It's turned us into people who are constantly craving and demanding attention, not really earning attention, but, but craving it and, and trying to get attention. So, you know, people may do different things for that attention. And everybody wants to be famous. Nobody wants to do critical thinking anymore. Everybody wants to argue and, and I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not a good look, I don't think. So anyway, what is the state of social media as far as that goes? Uh, man, Facebook, Facebook. We'll start with Facebook. I just don't enjoy Facebook anymore, guys. And Facebook has been something that I have been using since uh, the EDU days, since Facebook was only open for people who had a EDU email account. It's only people that, that had a college account could be on Facebook. That's how long I've been on Facebook. I'm going to probably sound a little elitist, and I'm sorry that I do, uh, but I really miss those days that, you know, everyone 
had a, a college edu account to be on facebook uh then they opened it up to high school students and i was like eh. and then they opened it up to everybody and i was like whoa and for a while it was pretty cool it was pretty cool for a while uh, everybody got to catch up with their old friends and everything and then everybody's crazy uncle bob started getting into the crazy stuff and and all of the memes and everything and all of the conspiracy theories and this and that and it's just gotten to the point now all the political stuff it's just gotten to the point where it's not any fun anymore it's just not it's not fun for me it's and more than a few people that i know more than a few people that were on my friends list have left and they've left for good and um, they say you know what this is no longer worth it to me one of my friends said, like, in the past, you know, this was really good. I got to catch up with a lot of people that I used to know. Got to stay in touch with my college friends and all of that. But I just can't do this anymore. It's not worth it. I know a lot of people that work in social media that just really, man, they just don't have any a good time on Facebook anymore. And I'm not sure. Facebook is the largest um, social media network out there. I mean, we all know that. Uh, we all know that Facebook is the big daddy. They're the ones that run the, you run the ad accounts, you get the attention. But it's crazy. As far as doing advertising on Facebook, businesses are, are starting to boycott Facebook because of the uh, Stop Hate for Profit campaign. Uh, a lot of big companies, um, I believe like Nike and Coca-Cola and a few others are just not advertising on Facebook anymore. It's a kind of a business boycott. They want Facebook to be more responsible with some of the things that are being posted on Facebook. You know, I'm not really sure since these are big companies, I've never seen any of their ads. You know, mostly what I see on Facebook as far as ads go are ads for tech stuff, like a little because, you know, I'm a tech guy and uh, local businesses. That's it. I really don't see a whole lot of stuff from, from large companies. So, you know, the businesses, they'll do the boycott and they make the news and all of that. Uh, but what I think will finally kill Facebook, if it is to die, is people who are fed up with it. People who are just fed up with the, with the bickering and the, all, just all of the stuff that goes on in between individuals. You know, eventually somebody has to say, you know what, this is enough. This is not adding value to my day. This is not adding value to my life. The crazy thing about that is that we're so addicted to it now. When I first started using social media, it was something that I really just set out to do. Now, it's habit. For a lot of people, it's habit. For me, it's habit. You know, the first thing that I do when I wake up in the mornings and I, you know, get my cup of coffee and I get the computer fired up for whatever it is I'm going to do that day, um, I check my emails first and I check my Facebook second. It's something that I've done for years. Should I continue to do that? Should you continue to do that? I, it's up to you. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think that Facebook is trying to do some, some changes. Uh, I think that uh, they started saying that they're not going to do political ads in the last few months of, of the presidential election here in the U.S. And that might be a start. But, you know, Facebook is so big. It's like trying to turn an ocean liner on a dime. You know, they, trying to turn something that large takes a lot of effort and a lot of willpower. And I think so far, 
just my opinion, uh, Facebook is just trying to kind of walk a fine line between doing just enough to satisfy people, but not enough to rock the boat, to rock that big ocean liner in any way. It's walking a fine line between can we do just enough so people will stop complaining and we can get businesses back here? I'm not sure it's enough. Now, they did do an audit of Facebook. I think they uh, somebody did an independent audit because Facebook asked them to. And um, they came up with some results and they said, and you can look it up online. I don't have it in front of me. But basically what they were saying was, you know, Facebook has to do a better job of you know, cutting out some of this stuff that is causing people grief. So anyway, uh, if you want to check that out, I, you know, Google it. I could have Googled it myself and I didn't. And maybe I should have. I don't know. Okay. So I haven't been posting a lot on Facebook anymore. I just haven't. Instead, I've been going to Twitter. I've been using Twitter a lot lately. In fact, Twitter is really my go-to social media network now. My social media platform of choice has been Twitter. Now, finding out on Twitter that your tribe will find you has been the most enlightening thing about Twitter for me. Now, it is discouraging at first when you're trying to establish a presence on Twitter and you're trying to figure out, you know, who do I want to interact with? What kind of people do do I want to learn from and converse with? It is It is kind of discouraging at first when you're kind of a nobody. But you got to kind of remember everybody starts at zero. And you don't really have to be a member of the Cool Kids Club on Twitter. Whatever club is influencing you, they have a lot, you know, you know how it is. It's a little, almost a little like high school. That You have the cliques, you have the cool kids and, and all of that. And a lot, to, a lot of times, each group will have like one or two kids that are just way cool. I don't know what to call it, really, but they're kind of unreachable. They're like popular kids. Like there's going to be popular kids who don't really want to talk to you. You know, go away, peasant. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be that on Twitter. There's a lot of it. I, I've seen it. Uh, and there's going to be the crowd you want to hang with uh, because you, you guys have the same interests. There's going to be people on Twitter that even though you have the same interests, you maybe don't really want to get to know. It's okay. It's just like any other place where a lot of people go to congregate. You just got to kind of read the room sometimes. And that, that's okay. The more that you post and the more you interact with people, and I'll get to kind of the methods in a minute, the more you're going to get interaction. And the more you get interaction, the more people get interested in the things that you're trying to say. Uh, Believe me, believe me, when you do finally get popular on Twitter, when you finally start to get an audience, I've seen this happen. I haven't done it myself because I'm not popular on Twitter just yet, but I've seen it. People start changing their tune. All the kids that didn't want to talk to you, suddenly when you start getting a following, now these kids that didn't want to have anything to do with you, now they want to kind of cozy on up to you. It is that, that part is really, really high school. And it's shallow, but it happens. You know, one day you're a nobody, and then suddenly Paris Hilton says that you have a cute dog and you're taking her to the prom or something. Am I the only one that's seen that video? It was Paris Hilton singing. 
I liked it. I, I liked the song. I don't know. Everybody made fun of her. But anyway, um, as far as uh, Twitter, you know, my ratio uh, followers to following is, is way high, right? Um, I follow a lot more people than are following me. Now, people, whenever they see that, a lot of times they say, wow, that's desperation. You're trying to uh, hang out with all these people and none of these people want to talk to you. I don't necessarily think that's true, at least in, on my end. I just want to follow people that I find interesting. And I find a lot of people interesting. So it's not for me about numbers. It's not about clout, like, like Roberto was saying. Uh, when I see someone interact with my tweets, when I see someone else's that I follow and they're interesting uh, or they're funny or, or they catch my attention, uh, what I do is I go to their profile and if I like their take on things, I go ahead and follow them. And you know what? Maybe I'm not that interesting. Maybe, and again, like just really starting out with Twitter and just was well, starting out again on Twitter. I've been there forever, but really starting to kind of get my feet underneath me as far as that goes. But, you know, I don't really chase numbers. I just chase insight. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. The numbers are cool. <laughs> They're cool. Uh, I go to analytics. I check my numbers. Who wouldn't? You know, but it's not my primary thing. You know, I, I look at it. I go, hey, that tweet got some traction. What do you know? Right. A lot of people will say, hey, that tweet got some traction. So you need to retweet that like every month or every two weeks. And, and then you need to, um, you know, this and that or whatever. I'm not doing all that. I mean, yeah, if you want to build a following, there are ways to do it. I just want to build an organic following with people that want to hear what I have to say. That's how I'm treating the Twitter. The Twitter. That's right. The Twitter. So as far as LinkedIn, and you know, if you've been following me on this thing, if you've been listening to me, you know I love LinkedIn. You know I like that. You know I love LinkedIn, right? A lot of people are leaving Facebook and they're going to LinkedIn. If you're leaving Facebook and you're going to LinkedIn, stop treating it like Facebook. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I go to LinkedIn and I start scrolling. Suddenly I'm looking at pictures of somebody's sister's wedding. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Motivation Monday stuff and it's really weird. I, it's not what people who have been in LinkedIn a while come there for. They go there for professional networking, professional networking. Now, some of you need to figure out how to do professional networking because everyone on LinkedIn, lately especially, is trying to sell me something I don't want. I don't want to buy your stuff. I don't want to buy your services. I don't want to buy anything. I am there to network. So everyone on LinkedIn who sees my profile and automatically wants to jump into my DMs and start trying to sell me something, stop it. I don't want to buy your stuff, especially if you haven't even looked at my profile yet. You're like, hey, that guy uh, runs a business, so uh, I wonder if I can sell him my doodad whatever, right? Suddenly I get a message that says, you run a business, let me sell you my doodad, and I look to see who has looked over my profile, and they haven't even looked at my profile. But they're trying to sell me whatever it is they're trying to sell me. And it, oh, it just it drives me insane. It drives me nuts. Uh, LinkedIn's picking up because people during the COVID-19 thing, a lot of people are getting laid off. People are trying to increase their employment chances. And I get that. 
but so many people don't know how to use it, don't know how to really use LinkedIn that well. The people that have been there sometimes get a little bit too self-congratulatory. They have their little circles. There are one or two people that I follow on LinkedIn, and I follow them because they're uh, pretty big names in, in my business, and every now and then uh, they come up with some decent insights not earth-shattering, but decent. These couple of people, I'm not going to mention their names. It's like I was talking about with Twitter, with the high school thing. They'll ask questions and they'll say, what do you think? Da-da-da-da-da, what do you think? And if you tell them what you think, if they're not really familiar with your, with your name, even though you guys are following each other on LinkedIn, if they're not really familiar with you or if you've said too much instead of like praising them for their insight and their incredible take on things, then sometimes they won't respond to you. And I don't get that. I don't get that at all. If somebody is taking the time to read what I had to say and then taking the time to formulate an opinion or to contribute to the conversation, you know, I'm at least going to like their comment or, or react in some way. These couple of people, again, I'm not going to say names, but these couple of people don't even give you a thumbs up or any kind of reaction at all. You know, you can write two or three paragraphs, uh, you know, saying, uh, this is what I think of that. You ask me, what do I think about this? So here's, here's what I think of it. And, you know, and you're not getting like personal you're not trading insults or anything. You're just saying, this is my take on it. And then you end up with nothing. I don't get it. A lot of it has to do with numbers. Just like a lot of the other social media platforms, people who chase numbers will chase numbers. If you don't have a lot of numbers, then they don't want to really talk that much to you. And again, like I said about Twitter, when you start getting numbers, these people who didn't want to have anything to do with you are suddenly going to come around. They're going to be like, hey, so, you know, you've been following me and I've been, we've been following each other for, for a long time, right? You know, when blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. LinkedIn is just, I like LinkedIn. I, I still believe in its potential, but it's really the, uh, the circle jerk has been amplified. Uh, people pat themselves and, and their little groups on the back a lot. There are a lot of people who will see one long quote about, I hired somebody who didn't shake my hand properly, or they had a gap in their employment profile. I hired them anyway. They're great. Blah, blah, blah. And then they do some kind of big, insightful, philosophical thing about it, right? And then that one person will post it, and suddenly you see cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste from every... Cutting and pasting the same thing like they thought of it, right? Happens a lot on LinkedIn. Drives me nuts. There's just a lot of, it just seems like there's a lot of fakery there, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. I still believe in LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. And if you can cut through the clutter, you're going to find some really quality stuff there. I still believe that. So like I said, people who aren't familiar with LinkedIn, they're trying to come on board and they see, they try to imitate other people's methods and what they think are other people's successful steps in reaching out to LinkedIn and, you know, I'm reaching out to you because blah, 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 and you haven't really looked at my profile. I don't know. Here's the thing with LinkedIn, guys. Lurk for a while. Lurking used to be 
as something that people did, and it was not a bad thing. Lurking now, like I looked up lurking on on Google because I wanted to see like a definition of lurking and how long have people been lurking and why do people stop lurking. I see all these articles about stop lurking, get out and jump in and blah, blah, blah. And, And that's good advice sometimes. If you don't jump into a conversation, then you're never going to converse with anybody. But I think that lurking should make a comeback. I really do. And especially for LinkedIn, but also, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you know, hang out there, kind of get to know people by reading what they post instead of just jumping in and saying, hey, guess what? I've got this new doodad and you should you should check it out. Don't do that. Learn about people. Take time. Learn about people. When you see something that you like or you like people's posts, give them a reaction, give them a comment do that for a while then once you know they see that you're commenting and liking their posts then you can go and say hey i like a lot of your posts i like uh, i comment a lot on your posts you give me value hey do you think that we could connect on linkedin that's the way to do it reach out after you've done that for a while but don't reach out without even looking at my profile i mean you don't even know who i am you don't even know what I'm posting about, what I care about, what I need, uh, what adds value to my life, the kind of value that I'm at trying to add to people's life. Nobody, you don't know any of that. You're just kind of, you know, you're storming in, you're bursting the door open and you're saying, hey, I've got a doodad for you. Stop doing that, guys. People used to lurk all the time. It's just sitting back, watching before jumping into a discussion or especially a connection request. Uh, back in the days of news groups, you remember news groups? I don't know if anybody really remembers those. Back in the early days, and uh, not really early, early days of the internet, but uh, back in like the, the late 90s, I guess, it really was imperative if you wanted to join a news group, and news groups had different interests very much like Facebook groups or Google groups now, that it was imperative that if you wanted to get in that group, and kind of know what it was about and really have a conversation with the group, you had to take a long time to kind of lurk and read the room and see what people are talking about. It gives you an opportunity to get a feel for the group. You have to get to know their inside jokes and their unwritten rules. Because if you jump in right away without knowing these little inside jokes and the unwritten rules and giving a feel for the group, you're going to embarrass yourself possibly. And you don't really want to do that on your very first impression with a group. It's the same really for social here in 2020. You know, follow someone's post, like, comment, do this for a while, get to know them through what they post, and then ask them to connect. That's the right way to do it. Build relationships. Don't try to push people into buying stuff. Build relationships first. Maybe mention one of their articles or one of their comments. It's really going to make you a lot more successful in connecting. Um, You know, and it really is the same with Twitter. Uh, You know, read a lot of tweets first, especially if it's a community of people you want to be engaged with. I work a lot like, for example, with higher ed, like I was saying before uh, with the websites and the landing pages and stuff. And the HESM community on Twitter, which higher ed social media, I didn't even know that was a community. Uh, Wow, it's an awesome place to get a feel for the struggles that people who are in social media and higher ed really are struggling with. You get to know tri- tips and tricks. You get to know, you know, what they think about. 
that's important because if I'm a business that's doing landing pages and websites for people who are in higher ed, I need to get to know these people in higher ed. And I'm not trying to go in and sell them on something right away if they have no idea who I am. Man, there's a lot of interesting people in higher ed social media. So many interesting people. It's been fun getting to know them. I didn't even really talk to anyone there on Twitter, especially in the higher ed social media community, uh, until I kind of got to know them by their tweets. And, you know, I'm building my audience kind of slowly. But the most important thing really for me is just getting to know them. You know, I contribute every now and then when I have something important to say uh, and just enjoy the community. So as far as Instagram goes, Instagram's still pretty safe. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of weirdness going on in Instagram right now, at least as far as I can tell. That may not be true. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of not pictures on Instagram. I'm seeing a whole lot of those just text, text memes on Instagram. That's not what Instagram's for. Instagram's supposed to be for pictures and stuff. You know, I, I need to do more Instagram. I'm not an influencer. I, I'm not pretty. You know, by any means. I like to take pictures, though. I do like to take pictures. And uh, I'm not a big selfie guy. I'm not an influencer, but, you know, maybe I should get get back on Instagram. TikTok. Wow. Uh, is TikTok going away, guys? I mean, is it really going to, going to be banned eventually? I mean, wow, TikTok uh, went down a few days ago for like a couple of hours. People freaked out. It went nuts. TikTok, blah, blah, blah. It's uh, getting shut down or something. I don't know. And I think going back to what Roberto was saying, why are we bothered so much about not getting numbers and about getting clout and not being getting views and getting exposure and everybody wants to be famous? Now, granted, I like a lot of TikTok. I don't have an account myself there. I am old, guys. I am ancient, and I don't want to try to go in and say, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> you know, TikTok's probably not my age demographic. But, um, man, there's some good stuff there. Kids, the kids on TikTok are so talented. I am so jealous. But there is a possibility that's going away. You know, the, uh, the thing with the data mining. It's a Chinese company that owns it. And from what I understand, and if you've read about this, you could have read about this on online. Uh, maybe TikTok is getting a whole lot of information from people. Information that you may not want possibly the Chinese government to know. You know, India banned TikTok. And that is a huge market. So people have been asking if the government in the United States uh, is going to ban TikTok. So far, it hasn't happened. But the moral of the story really is always the same thing that people say about any social media. If you build on rented land, then the landlord that owns that land can do whatever they want with it. What that means is if you use other people's stuff that you don't own, other people's platforms, if those platforms go away, hello, Vine, hello, Blab, if those platforms go away, you know, your stuff goes away with it. Always have a backup. Get your own website and post your stuff there as well. There's no reason why you can't do both. There was a, a conversation I was having on Twitter where people, uh, somebody was saying, well, do you post on your own blog or do you post on Medium? Why not do both? Do both. 
Why not? You know, you're, you may be attracting different audiences, but that's what I'm saying. You know, if you do a video and you post it to TikTok or YouTube, whatever, post it on your own site if you want to. It's yours. But if you don't, and then your uh, hard drive crashes, and that's happened to me a few times, then suddenly you've lost it. You've lost that stuff. Now, you don't want to lose your stuff. Anyway, that's my advice. So, uh, so that's kind of my rants and raves for social media 2020. Uh, and again, you know, subject to change all the time. Those are just my opinions. It's just my insight. It's just my rambling. You know, maybe you feel differently and that's cool. That's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Also, that's fine. That's cool. I can go to, uh, like I can make another episode and say, guess what? I was wrong about things. What am I going to do with season two? Again, uh, I'll do the digital media thing. That's what a lot of people come here for. The name of the thing is Tim Atkins does digital. I better do some digital, you know? Uh, but I don't really know specifically the direction where this is going. This might, like I said, be a little bit more conversational. Uh, it might change to uh, Tim Atkins does weekly distractions and every episode will be, where am I going with this anyway? You know, I don't know. Social media is a hard thing now and, uh, it's got to get its act together. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love social media. It's what I do professionally. I, I still have high hopes for it. If somebody wants to do Facebook ads and all of that, I will still give advice. I will still do it for them for a fee. It's what I do. But I wonder when we're going to go back to being human, getting back to seeing that there's real people behind those profiles, even the ones that don't have pictures and like my stuff. I know you've told me, Tim, you don't have, you don't even have a picture. <laughs> You've just got your signature there. I, I'm going to get a picture up, promise. If social media is wearing you out, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a break. Take a break, like an extended break. Take a week break. Take, take a weekend break. Take, take a break. Even if you work with social media, take your weekends back if you can. Decompress. Don't feel bad if you want to, if you don't work in the business and you start to think about social media and you start thinking, is this really adding any value to my life? Don't be afraid to leave. Seriously, if it is causing you grief in your life, maybe you should not be there anymore. And then I, nobody's going to judge you for that. We have to start getting our priorities straight, guys. We have to start thinking about what it means to really be a person, to really be human, to really live. What's important to us as human beings? Maybe it's not getting 100 likes on a post. Maybe it's not responding to some comment that somebody made that you feel strongly that they're wrong and you need to, by God, you need to let them know that they're wrong. Maybe that's not a priority. You all, maybe that's not something that you should spend your time with.
anyway, so that's my take on it. And thanks for joining me. <laughs> I get the heavy stuff and then I go, wee, that was fun. Thanks for joining me. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, like I said, uh, I'm going to wrap this up for, for now. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you've hung out with me this long through my, rant, my rants and raves, then you're strong. Thanks. <laughs> Please check me out on 40 different podcast networks and directories. Like I said, wow, 40 of them. Uh, my most recent one is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to pronounce this right, Geo7. Uh, it's the biggest podcast network in India, and that's really cool. I have a lot of potent, a big potential audience, 40 networks all around the world. I'm pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, except, like I said, a couple of places I'm trying to get. But everyone that matters, I'm there. And if I'm not there, find me somewhere else. It's a big, big world with a lot of podcasts going on, a lot of networks. Pick one, find me. Uh, speaking of find me, you can also find me on Twitter, Tim Atkins Online. Uh, that's one word, Tim Atkins Online. Kind of like America Online, but I'm not America. I'm just Tim Atkins, Tim Atkins Online. Uh, on Facebook, my Tim Atkins uh, digital strategist page is the same. It's Tim Atkins Online. Facebook.com slash Tim Atkins Online. Uh, LinkedIn is the same. Uh, Tim Atkins Online is my handle there. As long as you don't try to sell me anything, stop trying to sell me stuff. <laughs> but if you want to connect on LinkedIn, like I said, kind of lurk a little bit if you want to. But if you don't, uh, just tell me, I listen to your podcast. I really like them. That's going to earn you a connection. That'll earn you a connection every time. Uh, my blog is at TimAdkins.com. There's actually stuff on it. Uh, I'm going to, I put some of the podcast episodes there. I've blogged a little bit on it. It's probably not that interesting. You'll probably be bored, uh, but it's there. It's timadkins.com. You can go ahead and check that out. Uh, subscribe to this thing if you want. Subscribe to the podcast. Every podcast network that I'm on has a subscribe button. Go ahead and subscribe. And that way you won't miss an episode at all of me droning on and on about stuff like I did today. <laughs> With an occasional really interesting special guest that or two that I will try not to bore you with, right? <laughs> They're going to be interesting people. I'm just going to ask them questions, that's all. So you don't want to miss that, right? <laughs> what else you got going on, right? You know what? Just try to make the world a better place. Just do that. You know, encourage someone today. Just try that. Just do it once. See how it feels. Anyway, thanks for listening. I will be back maybe next week. Maybe the week after. And I'm going to do this at least bi-weekly. So join me then. All you do is supply a winning last line for this jingle. Listen. With activated seismotype, ta-da, 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 ta-da. Remember, all we want is a last line. Something that rhymes with seismotype.